Hello everyone, I hope you're keeping well and I'm thrilled to welcome you back to another episode of the Right to Education podcast. Sit back, relax and enjoy this eighth episode of the podcast as we once again set off to explore another interesting topic and give you your daily dose of English practice. Sitting here, recording this episode of the podcast, I can hear the constant chirps of birdsong coming from outside. It's truly wonderful and an unavoidable reminder that spring has finally arrived. The sun is shining with a bright glow and the temperature is even warm enough for me to have the window open and let in a whole flush of refreshing clean air drifting on only the very gentlest of winds. There really seems to be nothing like the beginning of spring to bring a new spirit of energy after the seemingly endless cold and gloom of winter. In almost no time at all, the days get so much longer, and rather than being cloaked in an almost never-ending darkness of night and clouds, the skies are suddenly opened to hours and hours of beaming sunshine. It all happens so quickly that it seems as if one day we're all hurrying back from work in the depths of a dark night and the next day everyone is out and about for an evening walk, enjoying the colours of the sunset which linger in an appreciated company. And it's not just the sunsets that are filled with colour. All around, grassy parks and gardens are suddenly filled with bursts of colourful flowers springing up from the ground in gathered patches, mixing together the liveliness of yellows and blues and oranges and reds and pinks. And if you look up into the trees, you can start to see flashes of colour there as well, as the branches begin to become coated in bursts of bright white blossom, as well as all the new colourful sights to see at this time of year, the world suddenly begins to be filled with so many new sounds. With leaves beginning to cover the trees, even the slightest breath of wind can bring a singing whoosh of fluttering noise through the branches. And, of course, there's also always the happy chirping chorus of birds as they return to the skies and chatter away endlessly. It's almost as though They're also super happy for the warm and sunny weather.
but it's not always sunny in April. In fact, it seems as though April can give us some of the most bizarre weather of the whole year. One moment, the skies can be clear and blue and filled with the brightest of shining suns, and the next moment, there are clouds everywhere and nothing but an endless grey darkness to cast a shadow over everything. One moment, the air is warm and still and dry, and in just a minute, a huge storm of crashing rain can come falling down, and everything is drenched in a heavy shower. The weather in April is really so weird and it changes so often and so quickly that sometimes it almost seems like nature is playing a prank on us, as though the weather is only teasing us to trick us into thinking it's springtime. Sometimes it seems as though the weather is trying to make a fool of us. And how appropriate it is that this all takes place in April, because April is the month of the fool. Only in April can we find a whole day especially dedicated to playing pranks and turning people into fools. And that day is the 1st of April, also known as April Fool's Day. Although it is not internationally a public holiday, April Fool's Day is an annual tradition which takes place all over the world. In countries all across the globe, the 1st of April is a day in which people take great pleasure in playing little harmless pranks on their family and their friends. But even though it is a very popular tradition, no one is really quite sure about where exactly the custom of playing pranks comes from. There is some debate about when the tradition is first referenced, with some historians arguing that the tradition is first mentioned as early as the year 1392 by an English writer, while others believe that it is not mentioned for certain until over 100 years later, in 1508, by a French poet. And as well as no one agreeing on when exactly the tradition began, no one really knows why it started either. One quite popular theory is that April Fool's Day first developed out of different towns making fun of each other for the date on which they celebrated New Year's Day. In the Middle Ages, many European towns celebrated New Year's Day on 25th of March, rather than on the 1st of January as we do nowadays. And these celebrations 
would typically last for several days, ending only on the first day of April. For the people in the towns where New Year's Day was celebrated in January, it was such a comical and ridiculous idea to end celebrations for the new year in April that they thought the people in the other towns had to be fools. It is also thought that the tradition of April Fool's Day may even be linked to the ancient Romans. At the end of March, the Romans used to celebrate a festival called Hilaria, which is Latin for joyful. And during this festival, people would dress up in disguises and they would mock and make fun of their fellow Romans. It does sound really quite a lot like the April Fool's Day which is celebrated across the world today. Another theory for the origin of April Fool's Day, which is specific to the Netherlands, suggests that the tradition began in 1572, after the Dutch defeated the Spanish in battle, and they celebrated the victory by joking that the Spanish Duke ruling the country was a fool. But while this theory might explain the tradition of April Fool's Day in the Netherlands, the international observation of the custom still remains a mystery. But although no one seems to be able to agree on the exact origin of the day, and nobody really understands the reason behind the tradition, every region nonetheless has its own set of very identifiable customs which are observed on the day. In the UK, for example, April Fool's Day is celebrated by playing a prank on someone or hoaxing them in some way so that they have been tricked into believing something that is not true. And then the person playing the prank will reveal the practical joke by shouting, April Fool! And then for the rest of the day, that person is the April Fool. However, if you're going to pull a prank on someone in the UK on April Fool's Day, you have to be sure to keep a very sharp eye on the time. Because at 12 o'clock noon, all the pranking stops. And after that time, if you try to play a prank on someone, it is actually you who becomes the April Fool. So be careful if you're unlucky enough to become an April Fool. In different parts of the country, people might end up teasing you by calling you different names, which all mean the same as Fool.
They might call you a noodle, for example, or maybe a gob or a gobby, or maybe even a noddy. And if you're tricked in Scotland, you might get called a very strange name indeed. In Scotland, a foolish person is sometimes referred to as a gawk. An April Fool's Day was actually originally known as Hunty Gawk Day, a corrupted or distorted way of saying hunt the gawk, as well as having quite a funny specific name for the day. There also used to be a traditional prank to pull on someone else. On the 1st of April, the person pulling the prank would ask someone else to deliver a very important letter and they would send them running all the way to the address of the recipient of the letter. But actually, the letter wouldn't be an important message at all. On the letter, the person pulling the prank would have written to explain that they are tricking the deliverer of the message and they would ask the recipient of the letter to continue the prank by sending the deliverer onwards to another address. And then, when the deliverer arrives at the next person, exactly the same thing would happen. And the unlucky person who has been tricked is again sent to another person who sends them to yet another person and on and on and on. It might seem like a bizarre practical joke, but this hoax is actually also a traditional custom in Ireland as well. So, if you are ever visiting Ireland or Scotland at the beginning of April, be wary of offering to deliver anyone else's mail. Scotland and Ireland aren't the only countries with traditional pranks. In the Nordic countries, the countries in the north of Europe, which include Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Norway and Iceland, April Fool's Day is even traditionally observed by all the main news publishers. Every year on the 1st of April, the major news outlets in these countries will publish exactly one fake news story. And just imagine what kind of mayhem that can cause. All throughout the different countries, people reading the morning news will see a story about something that never actually happened. And that really could cause a huge amount of chaos. So, the newspapers are always very careful to make sure that the fake stories that they publish are not too serious and will not have any really major consequences 
when people are tricked into believing them. France, Belgium and Italy also all share similar customs for pulling pranks on the first day of April. But rather than call it April Fool's Day, the tradition is instead referred to as April Fish. And because of this, the pranks are often designed to include a fish in some way. One typical prank is to stick a piece of paper cut out in the shape of a fish onto someone's back and as they walk around without noticing the paper stuck onto their back, everyone else will know that they have been tricked. One typical prank is to stick a piece of paper cut out in the shape of a fish onto someone's back, and as they walk around without noticing the paper stuck onto their back, everyone else will know that they have been tricked. As well as these small traditional pranks, which are played every year all around the world, there have also been some much more major pranks throughout the history of April Fool's Day. And these have become really quite famous due to just how ridiculous they are or because of just how many people they managed to trick. One of the oldest famous pranks comes from almost 300 years ago when, in 1749, many newspapers in London all decided to publish a false advertisement for a show in which a fully grown man would squeeze his entire body into a small glass bottle. And, of course, people were fascinated by the idea of seeing a human being capable of fitting inside a tiny bottle. So, on the night of the show, the entire theatre was packed full of hopeful audience members, with every single ticket sold. But no performer ever showed up. After a while, the audience realised that they had been tricked, and they felt so incredibly foolish at having fallen for the prank that they rioted as they ran out of the theatre. According to legend, the idea to hold such an outrageous prank was actually the consequence of a bet held between the Duke of Portland and the Earl of Chesterfield. The Duke bet the Earl that he would be able to find enough fools in London to fill an entire theatre. And it turned out he was right. Pranking an entire audience 
definitely seems like a remarkable accomplishment, but it's hardly anything in comparison to another famous prank which took place in the year 1905 and tricked people in countries all across Europe. The prank started in Germany when, on April 1st, a newspaper in Berlin published a story reporting that thieves had dug a tunnel into the U.S. Federal Treasury in Washington, D.C., where all the national money of the USA was held, and the story said that the thieves had stolen all of the country's gold and silver. The story seemed so remarkable that it quickly spread to other newspapers throughout Europe and had been printed in lots of different countries before anyone realised it was a prank article. When televisions started broadcasting documentaries, it suddenly became a whole lot easier to prank huge audiences by telling stories as though they were fact. And that's exactly what the British television documentary series called Panorama did in 1957. For their broadcast on the 1st of April, the TV show reported on that year's really successful spaghetti harvest in Switzerland. Obviously, Spaghetti is not a plant product which is grown and harvested, but rather a food which is produced away from the fields. But the documentary tried to convince people that spaghetti really grows on spaghetti trees, and they even showed footage of a family taking pieces of spaghetti down from the branches of a tree as though they were picking fruit. And a lot of viewers of the programme actually believed it. In fact, several audience members were so convinced by the show that they actually got in touch with the producers of the documentary to find out how they could grow their own spaghetti trees. And to keep up the prank, the producers told the coolers that they should take some spaghetti of their own, stick it in a tin of chopped up tomatoes and plant that in the ground. When you know where spaghetti actually comes from, the idea of a spaghetti tree almost sounds like something from another planet, but it's nowhere near as alien as this next famous prank. In 1989, residents in London reported to the police that they had seen an alien flying saucer in the skies above their houses, and it seemed as if it had landed in a nearby field. Of course, the police didn't believe the reports, 
but when they went to inspect the field, they were very surprised to discover that there was in fact a flying saucer there. And when they went closer to get a better look at the mysterious spaceship, a door opened and out stepped a figure wearing a bright silver costume. The police were shocked, but the whole thing was actually just one very big and elaborate prank designed by the very rich businessman Richard Branson. Along with his friend, Richard Branson had disguised a hot air balloon so that it looked like a flying saucer aiming to make people believe that there were aliens flying through the skies above them. And it seemed as if his prank worked. Using themes of aliens and space is really very popular for creating prank ideas, as this other famous April Fool's Day prank shows. In 1976, a very respected and famous scientist named Patrick Moore appeared on a radio show to announce that at exactly 47 minutes past nine in the morning, the Earth would experience something called the Jovian Plutonian gravitational effect, and this would make gravity weaker and allow everyone to float in the air if they jumped at precisely the correct moment. Using themes of aliens and space are really very popular for creating prank ideas as this other famous April Fool's Day prank shows. In 1976, a very respected and famous scientist named Patrick Moore appeared on a radio show to announce that at exactly 47 minutes past nine in the morning, the Earth would experience something called the Jovian-Plutonian gravitational effect, and this would make gravity weaker and allow everyone to float in the air if they jumped at precisely the correct moment. Of course, this was all just a joke, but that didn't stop a lot of people from trying it out for themselves. And at 9.47, all across the UK, lots of people stood up and did a little jump just to see if they would fly or not. Obviously, for that prank to work, it was really important that lots of people were able to know exactly what time it was. And if another April Fool's Day hoax 
had in fact been true, it could have affected the way in which quite a lot of people in the UK find out about the time. I'm sure you've heard of Big Ben, the famous clock in London with bells that ring a very recognisable tune. It's a truly iconic tower, appearing on a huge amount of souvenirs from London, and it is often used as an image which quickly and easily represents London and the UK. But back in 1980, the National Radio Service in the UK, known as the BBC, tried to trick people into thinking that a really massive change was going to happen to the clock. On April 1st, the radio service announced that the famous clock face on the tower was going to be changed from a classic analog clock to a digital clock with a big screen displaying the time rather than the traditional two hands. People were outraged. The public was so angry at the idea that anyone would even consider such a massive change to the famous clock that represented British culture and history. And very quickly, the BBC had to start explaining that the story was actually just a prank for April Fool's Day. And for weeks after the story was broadcast, they were still apologising for having caused so much upset. Although all these pranks may seem quite ridiculous, and you may think they are hoaxes that are easy to spot, some people are so nervous about being tricked on April Fool's Day that they are really very suspicious of anything that they are told on the first day of April. And while usually this just means that no one is able to play any kinds of pranks on them, it can also result in them refusing to believe something that is really true. And this can even happen with some quite serious news stories, which end up being confused for a joke. So, while really massive pranks might seem like a lot of fun, and it can be really funny sometimes to trick lots and lots of people, it can also end up having some dangerous unintentional consequences. Because the more times that people are tricked into believing things that aren't true, the more suspicious they are going to get. And then they are going to be less willing to believe things that really are true. And 
which might be really very important, but thankfully, April Fool's Day can still be a huge amount of fun, even without trying to arrange any really big hoaxes. In fact, it's often most fun to celebrate the day by pulling small and harmless pranks on your family and friends, playing little jokes that you are all able to laugh at afterwards. And luckily, here to help you get started, we've got a list of some fun and simple pranks which you can try out. One really classic prank which doesn't require lots of effort at all, but which has a huge chance to see a real look of shock on your friend's face is to simply switch around the salt and the sugar that they use. The two ingredients look so similar that it is almost impossible to tell them apart just by looking at them. And your friend is super unlikely to notice any change as they begin to spoon salt into their coffee or tea instead of the sweet sugar that they want. Or at least they won't notice anything until they taste their drink. And all you have to do is watch as they screw up their face in disgust and look at the drink with a huge amount of confusion. If you have a bit more time to prepare the prank and you really want to see your friends jump with surprise, give this next prank a try. All you need to do is to find some little plastic googly eyes which are sticky on the back. Then go to the fridge where your friend keeps their food and simply stick a pair of googly eyes onto each one of their food items. And then the next time that they're hungry and they go to the fridge to look for a bite to eat, they'll just see a whole row of wriggling eyes looking back at them. Using food is a really great way to trick your friends, especially when they're expecting something delicious and sweet and they taste something with a totally different flavour. And if you are willing to put a bit more effort into pranking your friends, you can try to make some joke food of your own. One classic trick is to take a packet of Oreo cookies and scrape out all the tasty creamy filling and then replace it with a good squirt of toothpaste and put the cookies back together. There's no way that your friend won't be shocked when they bite into a huge lump of toothpaste 
thinking it's nothing more than a normal biscuit. And if you have even more time and you are really committed, you might even be able to trick your friends into taking a big bite out of a raw onion. For this trick, take an onion, remove the skin from the outside and cut off the stems so that the onion looks as round as possible. And then insert a lollipop stick into the bottom of the onion and give it a swirl in some liquid caramel or toffee sauce. Leave it to cool for a while in the fridge and once the sauce has hardened, the onion will look exactly the same as a toffee apple. All that's left for you to do is to offer your friend a delicious treat of a tasty toffee apple and watch with delight as they take an eager taste of the tricking onion. <laughs> Although your friends will no doubt initially be really very shocked and surprised by these pranks, after a while, once the shock has worn away, they will start to see the funny side. And before too long, they'll be laughing just as much as you. But watch out! After someone has fallen for a prank, they often want to get revenge and pull a prank of their own on the very person who managed to make a fool out of them. So, make sure you keep an eye out and take care not to fool for any hoaxes that they might be planning. And even if they do manage to make you feel like a fool, you can always try and get your own back by pulling yet another prank on them. You can pick another prank from the little list of ideas I just gave you. Or maybe if you're feeling creative, you can come up with a prank of your very own. If you do create your own prank, I'd really love to hear about it and maybe even give it a go for myself. So please do let me know. As always, you can get in touch with me through the Write to Education email address and writing out instructions for a prank can even be a really fun way to practice your English. But for today, that's all from me. I'll be eagerly waiting for any new prank ideas from all of you and also would love to laugh at any funny stories you might have from trying out pranks on your friends, either from hoaxes that made fools out of your friends 
or even about pranks that didn't go quite as planned and perhaps ended up making a fool out of you. Before too long, I'll be back with another episode of the Right to Education podcast. But in the meantime, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and carry on practicing your English. And happy pranking! Thank you.